Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Acts, the eighth chapter, began to read with the fifth verse. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And they gave heed unto him, both hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits came out of many, crying with a loud voice. Many that were sick of the palsy were healed, and many that were lame was healed. And there is great joy in the city. Notice that the evangelist has a healing ministry. Now those who do not have a healing ministry are exhorters. Thank God for exhorters. I mean, some folks just exhort people to be saved. Some folks have a music ministry. Well, that comes under the ministry of helps. What a great help. Amen. That is. And there's other areas of ministry in the ministry of helps. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. This week, we continue the teaching series from the archives by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Gifts and Callings of God. This will be a great day of faith-building teaching. Stay tuned. Plus, later in today's program, I'll give you details on how you can obtain this month's special faith-building offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. I want to look again to the same text. Romans, the 11th chapter and the 29th verse. In recent times, when I say recent times, I mean several weeks and months. The Lord's been dealing with me about this verse. I knew it was in there, of course, all the time, but he brought it again to my attention. Notice what it said, the 29th verse of the 11th chapter of Romans. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Amen. That means he doesn't change his mind. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Hallelujah. What did he call you to do? Well, he called every one of us that's born again to be a witness for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And in one sense of the word, every single one of us is a preacher. Because to preach means to proclaim or to tell. And we proclaim and tell the story of redemption. Hallelujah. Testify concerning his goodness and his salvation. Praise God forevermore. But then right on the other hand, some are called to special callings and are gifted to do special works. Amen. Now, I knew all of my life, some folks said, how do you know whether you're called to the ministry or not? Like I said, we're all called to preach. But then there is what we call the five-fold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And everybody's not called to be a pastor and everybody's not called to be an evangelist, and everybody's not called to be a prophet, and everybody's not called to be an apostle. Now, the Greek word translated apostle is, means a sent one. All the missionaries that we send out are really apostles. They're sent ones. You see, Jesus is called an apostle. Remember the third chapter of Hebrews, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus? Now, why is he called an apostle? For the very simple reason that he's a sent one. Amen. We point out that Paul calls James the Lord's brother who headed up the church. In other words, he was the chief elder, the chief pastor of Jerusalem. And yet, Paul called him an apostle because he is sent to do that. Amen. And so thank God for all these ministries. We may not call them by name, but they're all in existence today. Glory to God and thank God for them. Amen. 
Now, like I said, some folks wonder, you know, well, whether God really called me to preach or whether he didn't or what he called me to do. We need to realize that there is also a ministry of helps. Notice the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians and note something here. 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians, I could quote it, but you turn and we'll, we'll read it together. Now notice that he said in the 28th verse, well, first of all, let's just start with the 27th verse. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now say it out loud, we are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church. That means he set some in his body. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, helps, glory to God, governments, diversities of tongues. Now, notice this verse. Now, over, we quoted earlier in Ephesians, you remember the fourth chapter, where it said, when Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captives and gave gifts to men. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And he goes on to tell for what and why he gave them. Now here, in this 28th verse of 1 Corinthians 12, we have uh, apostles mentioned, prophets mentioned, and teachers by name mentioned. We do not have pastoral office mentioned by name, and you don't have the uh, uh, evangelist office mentioned by name, but they're both in there. Amen. You know, Philip is the only example of an evangelist that we have in the New Testament. You remember Philip was one that was elected to serve tables or a deacon to begin with, but then God made the evangelist out of him. In the 21st chapter of Acts, you remember Luke is the writer of Acts as well as the gospel that bears his name. And he talks about, and he was with Paul on their journey. And he talked about when they came to a certain place here, he said, we, Sincere, he said, we abode in the house of Philip the evangelist, which had four daughters which did prophesy. And so Philip's called an evangelist. He's the only person in the, in the New Testament that's called an, an evangelist. Well, now notice evangelist ministry. Acts, the eighth chapter, began to read with the fifth verse. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And they gave heed unto him, both hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits came out of many, crying with loud voice. Many that were sick of the palsy were healed, and many that were lame was healed. And there is great joy in the city. Notice that the evangelist has a healing ministry. Now, those who do not have a healing ministry are exhorters. Thank God for the exhorters. I mean, some folks just exhort people to be saved. Some folks have a music ministry. Well, that comes under the ministry of helps. What a great help. Amen. That is. And there's other areas of ministry in the ministry of helps. But, uh, but thank God for all of them. Amen. But a real, true New Testament evangelist also has a healing ministry. Well, you notice in this verse... He mentions apostles, he mentions prophets, he mentions teachers. And then he said, after that, miracles. Then, gifts of healings. That belongs, now that doesn't mean they're confined there. But always that belongs to the evangelist. Amen. Now notice what he said. 
and I'm talking about the gifts and calling of God. Amen. Gifts of healings. And then he says helps. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Then he says governments. Governments. Now, some folks I've read after some recent time, they missed it. They thought the governor of the church headed up in the apostle's office. But notice that he doesn't because he's already mentioned the apostle. Now then he said he said governments in the church, doesn't he? Governments. What does government mean? We set those who govern. Well, who's that? That's the pastoral office. I said, that's the pastoral office. Now, Jesus himself used it, and then we see it through the Bible, about between sheep and shepherds, doesn't it? The Bible said concerning Jesus, you remember the ninth chapter of Matthew? He went around about their cities, 35th verse, about their cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom healing every sickness or every manner of sickness and manner of disease among the people. And when he saw the multitudes, he had compassion on them because they fainted as sheep without a shepherd. Amen? Sheep need a shepherd. And following that, you know, a sheep doesn't get up in the morning and said, well, let's have a conference here and see where we're going to go eat today. No, the shepherd governs that. The shepherd says, we're going over in this field today, so here we go. Amen? I said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Government of the local church is headed up in the pastoral office. Years ago, I was elected pastor of a Pentecostal church. Actually, I, uh, the Lord had dealt with me for several months before about this church, and I just said to my wife, now, let's just leave it in the hands of God. Don't even think about it. But in about three or four months later, I was invited to preach there. The pastor had left who had been there. And so I preached. And so uh, the church board asked me, would I consider being the pastor? I said, well, I didn't tell them I've already heard from heaven three or four months ago. I just said, I'll just leave it with you and the Lord. And so they said, well, we've arranged at the end of the meeting to have an election because they would vote the pastor in. And so I got uh, every vote but two. And uh, when they voted me in, one of the deacons got up and walked out. He said, well, they've overridden me. I might as well leave. I asked the other deacon, I said, what's, it, what, what's the matter with him? He said, well, he said, I see Brother Hagin that I can't run things anymore, so I'm leaving. <laughs> he was exactly right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God in his thinking. His wife came to me. His wife, now he left the building, never did come back. But his wife came to me and said, Brother Hagin, there were two no votes. One of them was mine, one of them was my husband. Now, I, I really didn't mean that, but I had to do it. Because she said, if I hadn't, when I got home, there'd been hell to pay. So you see, he wasn't even right with God. Amen. I said, amen. Uh, again, I, one church I pastored, one of my deacons, now, he was there on Sunday morning. He had a certain spot. He always sat and get mad if somebody happened to get in his spot. But uh, we was in a revival, and he didn't show up, not one single night. His wife was pianist. She came every night. I, and so I finally asked her over into the second week. He hadn't showed up for one service. He'd come on Sunday morning. And so I said to her, what's wrong with Brother So-and-so? She said, Brother Hagin, I'm embarrassed to tell you. Well, I said, go ahead and tell it anyhow. Well, she said, he said, I'm not going. said, Brother Hagin didn't ask me whether he could have that evangelist or not. And I don't like him. Never had heard him preach. 
He didn't ask me whether he could have I said, there's another little verse right under that. I'm not going to ask him whether he'll have a revival or not. If a pastor hadn't got enough sense and spiritual knowledge to know when and what to do, amen, well, he needs to get gone somewhere else. But God's going to talk to him. God's not going to go through somebody else. He's going through the head. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have some books that will help you in being success in your life. And if you just accepted Christ as your Savior, these will help you to fulfill your destiny right. in life. And also, you know, we got graduations coming up. How to fulfill your divine destiny, biblical principles for accomplishing God's plan for your life. And then my book, and this is what I live by, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. If you won't quit, you'll come out on top. That's and right. And then my dad has a CD series called The Gifts and Callings of God. And of course, dad has gone home to be with the Lord now, but we still have his ministry on CD. Yes. This is a really good series. So all three of these together is really a $47.90 retail value. Mm -hmm. That's right. But because we want to get them yes. into your hands so that they can help you, we're giving them at thirty-four ninety-five. That is that's almost almost a thirteen-dollar yeah, saving. Twelve ninety-five. That's, so that's what, right. What, five cents for being that's a thirteen-dollar right. saving. Call now one eight 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 Faith ninety-nine. Don't delay. Get this powerful destiny package today. Call one eight 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 Faith ninety-nine. That's one eight 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 Faith ninety-nine. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagen, The Gifts and Callings of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.